Um, hi everyone, welcome back to How to Activism with me, Lila Eamon-Lucas. Um, I'm here with Caroline right now for this episode. This episode is going to be a how-to guide um, on just like being a genuine activist, not being like a cloutivist, um, but just because of circumstances that we're going to get into in this episode, um, that episode has been postponed until next week, so definitely look out for that in your feed next week. Um, but this week we wanted to talk about something different um because something kind of (laughs) interesting (laughs) just happened um and we thought that would be more important to I guess address and talk about okay so um let's just hop into the story (laughs) um I do want to preface preface this um episode before I start just by saying that um we're obviously not just like trying to like clickbait you or anything on this um this just was kind of really like traumatic experience (laughs) and um I don't I didn't want to kind of explain it all over Instagram because it's just I think easier to talk about in person and I think there's a lot of like emotion and like kind of consequences and and, like, real-world stuff um, that comes from it. So I want to just talk about it in audio where you can hear us and and hear our voices. Um, And we apologize in advance if we start crying (laughs) in the middle of this. Um, But, yeah. Okay. Do you want to start, Caroline? Yeah, so what happened was we were going to record, um, like, what was going to be the podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, We were going to go to the library. Um, and like you can just get study rooms so we were we wanted to get there early to make sure that um, we got it because it's you can't reserve it ahead of time so I got there um, about 10 minutes before the library opened and Lila wasn't there yet Um, and I was just sort of standing there um, I was trying to like yeah so I was just standing there and then this guy um, walks by me uh and he seemed like I wasn't sure if he was on something or like if he was high or something um but he seemed to have some mental illness issues um and he was like talking to himself and he was sort of I don't know he was just walking weird um I don't really know how to explain it but then he um he was sort of like looking around and he like looked down um like over the railing um of this little thing at the library just over the railing um by the entrance he looked down and he was like saying stuff to himself um pretty loudly I could I didn't really like hear what he was saying um but yeah and then he just walked off and I thought okay this is gonna be fine we're just gonna go in and we're just going to start recording the podcast there are creepy people that walk around Seattle all the time like this yeah yeah um so it turns out it wasn't just fine (laughs) um yeah um yeah so I so Caroline was there about 10 minutes before the library was supposed to open I arrived about five minutes before the library was supposed to open um and almost immediately um we were killing time we just had like four or five minutes and I sat down and um I turned around because I heard a noise um to the left of me and I was like what um is going on there (laughs) and um as it turned out it was this like middle-aged man, um, who is about my height, about, like, 5'10"-ish, um, just sort of, you know, like, 
running at us <laughs> um, and making direct eye contact with me, um, which was terrifying. Um, and so my fight or flight instinct, instincts kicked in and um, we just picked up our stuff and we booked it. <laughs> yeah. Um, at first I wasn't sure like how far he would be following us. I wasn't sure like, <sighs> we, I think we started sort of at like a lighter jog, um, and we just thought, like, oh, it'll just calm down. This was a very brief thing. Yeah. Um, once he saw we were running, though, like, he was already running at us, but once he saw we were running, he started running faster. <laughs> yeah. Which is just, like, um, terrifying. Oh, my God. It was so scary. So then we, um, there's, like, a little alcove once you pass the library of, like, these branches. For people who live in Seattle, this is the Capitol Hill Library. Um, and this was, like, around 10 a.m., so, like, this is not early in the morning like this is broad daylight um and so we um we go sort of to the end of the block we get off of the library property we're sort of just like at the corner like around the corner hidden by some bushes um and we're just trying to like catch our breath because we were just chased away from the library and this guy was yelling at us this the guy entire time yelling was, at us he was like calling us names Ugh. he was cursing he was, he was just us. screaming at us and everyone else like was like oh my gosh what is going on yeah this is my podcast. We'll say the swear words. There were quite a few swear words. Yes. <laughs> calling us bitch. He was calling us whore. He mm-hmm. was, I mean, I, what What else was he saying? He was saying, get off know. my yeah. fucking property. And it was a public library. Um, he was, you, was he saying you ho? It was like every single, like, female-centered word you yeah. could think of. Um, he didn't drop the C word, <laughs> thankfully. <laughs> um, but, yeah, kind of up uh, almost up until that point um and so then we're kind of in this in the alcove and um we think it's like over because we like we like got away from him and uh he sees us at the corner of the block he sees us hidden behind these like branches and he starts running again mm-hmm. <laughs> and um continues screaming continues screaming continues name calling and we just bolt like we are just out of there yeah so then we ran two more blocks or we ran like the the rest across the street and then like that other block and he's running and screaming at us the whole time um other people are around um but no one really says much people like are asking after after we stopped people asked us like are you okay and we're like yeah um, but we didn't really know what to do. We were like, should we call 911? Yeah. Is this like, and is this so like, he, sta- yeah. he ended up staying on the same block as the library and we were like on the other side of the block, we was across the street, but he still screamed at us a few times mm-hmm. um, before that. And then like, thankfully, um, this nice young guy who's like a millennial, he was like 25 <laughs> or something, I don't know, came over. Um, and he was really nice. He was like, are you guys okay? Like, are your parents here? And we're like, no. And he was like, you should definitely call the police. And we're like, okay, like. We weren't sure if we should, um, so he ended up calling the police for us, um, and he explained it all to them, Yeah, and he was, like, going back closer to the library to see if the guy was still there. He got between us and the guy when the guy was still yelling at us, so that the guy didn't want to go back and check. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Um, so, it it happened so quickly, but it was, like, mm -hmm. so... I'm, like, shaking. No, I am. I'm still shaking, too. It just happened, like, an hour ago. Um, yeah. It's, Yeah. It's just crazy. Um, and so, I guess, so then the police ended up coming, um, and one guy talked, one of the officers ended up talking with us, um, quite a few officers went 
inside the library because the guy ended up going inside the library which is like kind of really crazy because that's like where we were gonna go if the police hadn't showed up we probably would have thought that the guy would have left and just like gone in the library Mm -hmm. um so i'm really really glad we called the police um is there yeah anything else you want to add to the story before we get to the ending um not really i yeah i'm just like so thankful that that guy showed up yeah yeah, I feel like yeah. in that situation, like, now I know, especially if I ever see that happening and I think it's safe for me to help, I'm going to try to yeah. help because I know how traumatic that is. It's, like, terrifying. That's the first time I've ever had to, like, run, like, out of, like, pure I've fear. Ne- no, I've literally never had to, like, run for my life before. Yeah. This really felt like I was running for my life. Mm-hmm. Because we didn't know, like, he was threatening us. He um, might have had a weapon. Yeah, I, we didn't I don't know. know if he was... Yeah violent um so oh, sorry actually we didn't know he had a weapon at the time the police yeah. ended up talking to him and he didn't have a weapon but mm-hmm. like you never know so just so scary um yeah. i just i want to add on to that like i think there were not to like not to shout anyone out obviously we're like we're not shouting anyone out but there were quite a few women who saw the incident and talked to us um and because the guy, he was, he made eye contact, like, he made eye contact and held eye contact with me while we were running, like, the whole time, um, when he started charging at me outside the library, um, I, I understand, I think, as a young woman, because there were quite a few, like, like, college students, probably from UW, and, um, Mm -hmm. some other women who watched it, and they definitely, like, checked in with us, like, they were like, hey, like, are you okay, but none of them really did anything like we were like yeah because like but like i totally get that because he was yeah obviously targeting us yeah i don't know if he it was originally based on gender but he was like calling us names that were very gendered yeah so like i totally understand if these are like young women you are not going to want to get involved in that yeah anymore um than you already are because it's terrifying yeah no it's so terrifying so shout out though to this young guy um for being a little female ally (laughs) um we appreciate that um appreciate that he like knew that we should call the police kind of knew what to do knew that he should like put physically his body between us and the guy even though i mean what was the distance between the guy on the corner and us like halfway down the second block like we were probably like um 50 or 75 or 50 to 100 feet away from him yeah um, but, but he, we couldn't even see him anymore we, yeah i kept like looking behind us at the other side of the block yeah. i just like my instincts are still so heightened because i was yeah. just so worried that he would come back that yeah. he would come around yeah that was just it was really scary it's really scary really really scary <laughs> um so yeah um so i guess we wanted to make this episode because we want to talk to you about what the officer ended up telling us um after um just because this really nice police officer and with everything that you hear in the news we were sort of talking about this before we started to record but everything you hear in the news like police officers are are not like the most respected i think among activists yeah i definitely (laughs) Um, think like i don't know i don't want to say not every um, not every officer, because yeah, yeah, that is such yeah. like that is such a term that is used so negatively yeah. um, yes. against people who are oppressed by the police, yeah, and who are like physically beaten and hurt and mm-hmm. in many cases murdered by them, yeah. Um, but I, but like, I think the police, their training is teaching them yeah. to act out like 
just on their first instinct. Yeah. Um, and their first instincts are often, as we know, racist. Yeah. Um, and I do want to add a little disclaimer here. We're both white, and mm-hmm. the guy who was, um, what, what would the word be? Uh, chasing us, I guess, or the aggravating, harassing. harassing. Um, he was also white. Um, and I think if any of those factors have been different, yeah. who, who knows what the outcome yeah. would be, if it would be any different. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, continue so, yeah. what you're saying just about police. I Yeah, so totally. I do think that um, police are often not trained in a positive way. Um, and in many cases, I'm like, if, yeah, I don't know. In many cases, there's, there's like, police are often called for not, like, not problems reasons. at all and then yeah. people get murdered yeah um, yes and so th- that was definitely yeah a consideration when I was thinking about it I mean the guy wasn't black who was mm-hmm. aggravating us but like I think just like the the wonderings around what justifies calling 911 now yeah um are really I yeah I, yeah I'm so grateful that they showed up because it made me feel <sighs> a lot more safe but mm-hmm. I know like that is such a privileged point yeah. of view to have and for yeah. so many people yes. police showing up at the scene even if these people aren't the ones that were committing the potential crime yes. this is like yes. this is what would have been the scary part of their day yeah that is not, it yes. wouldn't have been the person chasing them mm-hmm. they would be worried about what happened after the police showed up yeah um and that is just so horrible that the people yeah. who are there to protect you are actually your people are have to be terrified of them because of what you see in the news and yeah. of what you hear about and of what happens to a lot of people, their family members, their friends. Um, yeah. 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 I I feel like it's sort of a joke on this podcast because I talk about referencing things I see on Instagram like every episode, <laughs> but I saw a really good thing on Instagram a couple of weeks ago and it was like no, um, no other like government human like department has become so corrupt that, like, it doesn't function for its society. Like, just imagine hearing people say, like, yo, like, fuck the fire department. Like, yeah. <laughs> no one says that. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just imagining someone saying that right now. But, mm-hmm. like, so, yes, I think there's a lot of a lot of things to talk about when you mm-hmm. talk about calling the police. Um, and there's definitely a lot of racial things at play. Um, yeah. But this wasn't a racially aggravated issue well, as far as we well well okay we'll, yeah we'll, we'll talk about it we'll talk about it um but yeah yeah mm-hmm. i think that was that was really important to add to the middle so yeah. thank you for adding that in um yeah okay so let's talk about let's talk about what the police officer told us after what this guy's motivations were yes um and and why i i think we both really wanted to address it in a podcast and not mm-hmm. just kind of put this on our instagram stories and yeah offhandedly be like yo it sucks to be a woman (laughs) um because there's a lot more I think we both want to say Mm -hmm. this is such like an intersectional and it's such a complicated issue and like I think whatever our decision was we were gonna have um some like we were gonna definitely uh second guess ourselves yeah um at every turn and yeah it was just a super hard like process even after the um even after the this thing took place. And the guy who came over to help us, um, who was like, yeah, you should definitely call the police, was also white, just, mm-hmm. like, as another yeah. disclaimer. Um, but, yeah. Okay. So, the police comes over. We're, like, shaking. Yeah. Um, so, oh, wait. Well, okay, first, so, 
just to explain, we've been sort of standing, we were standing on the block, like, two blocks away, like, we really hadn't moved from where he chased us, um, for about, like, 20 minutes-ish, or maybe 25, Mm -hmm. um, because the police went to look for the guy, um, he ended up being inside the library, um, so, (laughs) like, really glad we didn't Mm -hmm. just not call the police and then go in the library, um, but, yeah, they did a couple of, um, drug tests, the guy was not drunk or high, um, on anything, mm-hmm. he was just suffering from, um, mental illnesses, mental illnesses, and yeah. he's actually, I think, a resident, I'm mm-hmm. not sure if a resident, but, like, at least yeah. goes to a mental health facility that was, like, really yeah. nearby the library, yeah, so he's, um, he was receiving treatment, um, and he had, like, a counselor, he still has a counselor, yeah. um, he's had a history of being aggressive, um, yeah. and I, I think the police officer said at some point, towards police violence towards yeah. police um, violence towards police and violence towards the people in the mental health yeah um, facility unfortunately the officer because um the officer isn't allowed to give out any information about other cases or like events that have happened to like regular civilians yeah. um like us we were not made aware if this guy had any history of being violent towards just like normal civilians or any yeah. history of like like doing the same thing that had just happened to us that was like pretty unfortunate i don't know i would guess based on context it's probably happened before Mm -hmm. um to other people but that's definitely an assumption i'm making yeah um so we decided also just like not to press charges um Mm -hmm. because he the officer sort of explained to us but like he'd probably just be released from jail like on monday and then just go back to doing Mm -hmm. this again and we would have to go to court and maybe get a lawyer would have been a, yeah a longer process um, um so yeah we're the story doesn't end with us pressing charges <laughs> um but yeah so the police officer comes up to us mm-hmm. um and is like hey i just talked to the guy i know him um i dealt with him a lot before mm-hmm. um and the the reason he chased you is because he thought that you two were asian and apparently um a group of of people like a group of people or a I don't, couple of people well i don't know if this part was like actually like he was saying that he was delusional and yeah. i do not know if he had what the story he told was that a group of asian people stole his phone last, last night. night yeah um i do not know if that was like part of the um like delusional part or like seeing things that didn't actually happen yeah. um i don't know if that's actually part of it or i don't or if that actually did happen um and he was just thinking that we were those people and if that was the part of it yeah yeah um so yeah um clearly he didn't say anything about a phone while he was chasing us yeah um or about us being asian it was yeah it was clearly um motivated yeah, by a gender we're not asian yeah neither of us are asian um <laughs> Um, yeah, so it was, like, the words that we were using were very gendered. They were racial. Yeah, yeah. They, um, I don't know what, yeah, I don't know if that's the truth, what he told the officer, what the officer told us. I, I don't know, but I do know, in the heat of the moment, the things he was upset about, the thing he was upset about is that we were women. Yeah. And girls existing Mm -hmm. in a space. (laughs) Yeah, and he, he seemed to, like... Yeah, he kept because he kept saying "get off my property." Yeah, as if the library was his property, which is um, like the most ironic. Thing. Like of yeah. all the places to say "get off my property," <laughs> the public library. Yeah, yeah. Um. So. 
that was really interesting. Um, I, I was talking to Caroline a little bit about this, but I think it's just so, like, one of, I think, the biggest marks in girlhood and in femininity mm-hmm. when you're growing up is the moment your body is viewed, like, from a child to a sexual object. Yeah. And not that he was, like, necessarily, like, catcalling us in, like, the way that sometimes there is, like, that view of, like, yeah, obviously, like, extreme sexualization, mm-hmm. but I think the moment that you are not viewed as a child and instead an object mm-hmm. is is a moment that you're, like, never gonna forget. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think, at least talking about, for me, like, I, I was catcalled on my 14th birthday, and that was, like, the first time I'd been catcalled, mm-hmm. um, and, and so I sort of joke, like, when I turned 14, like, the floodgates opened, um, and it's been, <laughs> it's been yeah. certainly a year, I'm almost 15, um, and so, yeah, interesting, but I think it's just very, um, it's, it's a marker of adulthood mm-hmm. that, which is, it's unfortunate, it's because so it's like, oh, you're an adult once you have been catcalled for the first time. <laughs> That's, like, a horrible way to become an adult. Yeah. And, like, for me, you were talking about, like, yeah, how you got catcalled when you were first, first 14. Yeah. Um, and for me, like, I turned 14 just two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I obviously didn't have the exact same experience mm-hmm. um, as Lila. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I've never really been catcalled, like, to the point where... I recognize it or like where I can actually understand what people are saying but like I've walked by and people are muttering or like um but yeah it's just really um that was like the scariest probably moment of my entire life yeah um just being chased I actually like feared for my life um and it, it was terrifying I think yeah the reason I wanted to make this podcast is just I (laughs) <laughs> this is kind of a funny thing to say, but um, I I was thinking about while this is all happening, this speech that my eighth grade English teacher gave us in English one day. Um, hi, Alan, if you're listening. <laughs> but um, I just like he basically when he gave us this whole like really amazing speech where he basically just talked about like like there's this fear I think you have as a woman and especially like after the first time you get catcalled that like. Not necessarily that you could be raped, like, at any second, or that you could be catcalled at any second, but I think that that your body is always viewed as, like, a sexual object, mm-hmm. and there is this overwhelming fear that I obviously, like, can't speak for, like, the black experience in America, because I'm not black, but I think of, of things that I've read and heard, like, this is sort of similar of this feeling that, like, you could just be shot by, like, the police at any moment, mm-hmm. Um, or, like, there's this fear that you could just be, like, assaulted or, or yelled at or, like, called the N-word, like, on the street or something for no reason. And I think it... And, yeah, obviously, like, I don't I don't know the black experience, but that is definitely, like, the experience of being a woman, I feel like, right now, and especially a young girl in America, just this feeling that, like, you really, like, your body is not yours. And yeah. it's just meant for other people to look at. I know, like, I've started riding the bus a lot more recently, uh-huh. and, like, every time, um, it, it consists of me going, like, from my home to downtown a lot and back yeah. and forth, um, and, like, as I get downtown, the bus gets more and more crowded, and yeah. so more seats are taken up, um, and so if I'm, like, sitting in a seat and someone wants to sit next to me, I'm, like, 
hoping so hard that it's not going to be a man. Yeah. And, like, that's not saying that I think every man is misogynistic and um, dangerous to me. Yeah. But I just, like, don't know who is. Yeah. Um, and so it's just, like, you have to be, like, so alert at all times. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. And, like, yeah. it's it's really... It's you just have to like keep have your awareness is so yeah. heightened, um, and yeah. The thing though that I think was like the most I guess important thing to like emphasize though is like when my English teacher like gave us this whole conversation, um, like the thing that I think his overarching point was just that like men and like boys right now our age and just like can never fully understand this feeling Mm -hmm. and and it's not like you're not compassionate and it's not that you like aren't like an ally or like progressive or like whatever it's just this like existential dread that you're kind of always thinking about yeah as a woman and and guys just don't have to think about that that's yeah that's I think it's really similar for me to like as a white person I will never understand what it's like to be terrified when cops show up yeah I'm never going to be um I'm never going to be hurt because of my race. I'm never going to be held back from opportunities because of my race. So I will never understand, like, the depth of um, racism in our country. Yeah. Um, And it's really important that we try to understand that as much as we can um, to be more empathetic and uh, really to take action. But, like, that you will never really understand the extent of racism or sexism if you're not affected by that and it goes just beyond like Mm -hmm. when you see cops and when you are alone on public transit or trying to enter a library (laughs) like it's like something you think about when you try and go to sleep at night and it's like in every manifestation of just culture and Mm -hmm. and like when you watch movies that are like made or written by men and you're like a woman could like never just like go out dancing in the middle of the street at midnight even Mm -hmm. though it seems very romantic to do that like yeah I don't um, yeah I'm not sure like a lot of um like my parents are super progressive but Mm -hmm. a lot of the movies that like they remember from their childhoods they're actually like really misogynistic yeah like 16 candles breakfast club I've never seen like I've never seen 16 candles I've never seen breakfast club but I know like I've heard those things um my parents like really wanted to watch Grease because it's like Mm -hmm. a fun musical but like (laughs) the lyrics are so I know one of the lyrics (gasps) is literally did she put up a fight yes like my teacher mentioned that she's like I love the musical Grease but like one of the lyrics that is literally mentioning rape yeah no the guys are like did you have sex with her and they're like did she put up a fight yeah Uh uh-huh um, yeah. So there, it's so ingrained into our, our culture that we have to really like recognize it for what it is. And my parents like do recognize it, um, but like I think there's a point where you have to give up your favorite movies or your favorite songs if they are like super misogynistic. Um, yeah. yeah. Just like yeah, like yeah. and it's gonna seem like we're ranting. Like we're gonna be <laughs> those people who are like don't watch movies made by like Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> and of course, like. I don't want to watch those movies um and because it's gonna seem like we're just those people ranting but I really like if you are affected by like these problems like then yeah you do not want to watch movies like that and I think some like another reason why I didn't just want to like put this in an Instagram story or like write a whole paragraph and then just copy and paste it and send it to like everyone who responds is just that like 
I feel like no one talks about this. Mm-hmm. Like, when I turned 14, like, all of a sudden, I, like, I was thinking, like, I just felt like this object. But, like, no one, this sounds so corny, but, like, no one warned me. And, like, yeah. no, none of my friends really ever talk about it, like, unless I bring it up. And, like, there's this whole thing about, like, sisterhood and, you know, like, help your sisters or whatever. But no one, no one, like talks about this everyone's like terrified like everyone don't want to talk about it because it's just really it's a horrible experience you don't want to have to relive it yes yeah and and I think also it's been so normalized Mm -hmm. and I guess it's shocking to me that like I mean like I've I've heard terrible stories from people like older than me and like adults I mean my mom lived in New York in her 20s and and she's obviously told me some like awful things that have happened but like as teenagers like we're experiencing this all for the first time Mm -hmm. and like I mean just like the environment how we're all just getting old enough to like realize like we're so screwed (laughs) like we should be realizing this is so not normal Mm -hmm. and I know there was this whole revolution around me too and maybe actresses in Hollywood are safer now but I think what about the normal what about getting cackled on the street yeah like what about getting chased what about having to call the police and then like, we ended up leaving the library. Like, we're not recording this in the library right now because he got to stay in the library. We, I think, technically, we could have asked the police to escort him out, um, but he went into the library and he was actually sort of calm. Um, mm-hmm. And I think the police sort of explained it was because he was, like, using the computer and the computer calms him down. Mechanism. Yeah, like, as a coping mechanism. But I think people just need to talk about these experiences more. I think women mm-hmm. and girls should be sharing these experiences more and should be talking about them because they're so not normal and yet they are (laughs) we're both crying right now it's it's like really normalized but it's like one of like almost everything in the world like right now it's so like normalized but that's just because we've grown up with that like i see stuff all the time where it's like oh don't go jogging out at night if you're a woman how about guys stop raping women yeah like yeah (laughs) yeah we're not the problem it's not like yeah it's not our fault that we're getting assaulted or harassed it's yeah Yeah. we we don't control other people's actions other people control their own actions yeah yeah and it really it shouldn't be this way and it's so frustrating also just it's so frustrating that there's this taboo around it like people don't really talk about it because like I, I guess it's like not polite. It makes men uncomfortable to bring it up in a conversation. I, I don't I think it's just so I, I really wish we talked about it more because I think <laughs> if we talked about it more, it would it would unnormalize it actually. and I think it would it, it would just bring humanity to this thing that's so one-sided. like mm-hmm. you can't call a girl and then you just kind of go about the rest of your day like but if what if like not to say that like the whole thing of like I'm like you know men who tweet like oh I'm appalled at this as the father of daughters or like whatever but like what if like your daughter came home after you catcalled this other girl and she was just like oh my god like I just got catcalled today and like I'm so upset about it and like what if there's just more humanity and just more talk around Mm -hmm. the people who are receiving this yeah so I guess sort of want to end this episode just by saying like talk talk about this more yeah definitely. um <laughs> don't feel inclined if you don't want to to make a 30 minute long podcast episode <laughs> about it um yeah. <laughs> because obviously we're um 
I just, I had this platform, and so I really wanted to talk about it here, but, um, talk about these experiences, Mm -hmm. and, and please share this, because this is not normal, and we shouldn't be dealing with this in eighth and ninth grade, and, like, (sighs) I, I hate it, but I consider myself lucky, because I haven't had to deal with it that much, but, like, we are at a point in the country where we're considering ourselves lucky to even having, like, even if we've had to deal with it a little, like, it's just terrible that we're considering that we have to be, like, I'm so lucky to only have been harassed a tiny bit. (laughs) No, I'm so lucky to only have called the police because of a sexual harassment issue once before I turned 15. (laughs) Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. And, like, then there's also relating back to like feminism and pay equality yeah there's also one more month till my birthday maybe yeah. i'll get to it one more time <laughs> yeah but like yeah you just have to understand that there's like so many different levels of um privilege for each issue of oppression um and then understand like how some people like even as a woman many women are way less privileged than i am um and so it all like really intersects and everything relates to yeah everything yeah environment mm-hmm. let's just take global warming like how we know each other through the climate movement yeah all of it hurts women yeah the most people of color the most poor women people are 80 percent more likely to be displaced by a climate crisis than yes. men yes gun violence disproportionately affects women in relationships i think mm-hmm. it was like women who are shot i think it's like 50 percent are shot by like a close partner or yeah. a husband yeah actually don't quote me on that statistic i don't know <laughs> i don't know but it's really bad it's really mm-hmm. bad um like i think just every issue you take like women are just disproportionately affected by it mm-hmm. and all of that is not because of sexual harassment and street harassment but street harassment is more the manifestation of it in like its purest form like yeah I guess I'm just so, I'm still just shaken by it all. Yeah, it's very, it's, like, super traumatic, um, and it's scary to think, like, this will happen throughout my life. Like, this is, like, maybe, yeah, like, I I, I bet statistically speaking, like, this won't even be the last time I'll call the police because of, like, Mm -hmm. sexual harassment. Also, just, like, this is, like, a little, like, tiny disclaimer, but, like, I mean, I've had multiple conversations with people about this. Obviously, 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 we weren't wearing any kind of clothing that was in any way, like, provocative. There was this thing mm-hmm. that my mom told me that, like, if you covered your head and, like, you cover your hair, you're less likely to be catcalled. I, I think because it, like, h- hides your femininity. I don't know. I don't know why it is yeah. exactly. But, like, I mean, I was wearing a hat. Like, Like, there was... We were just sitting outside the library waiting for it to open. Like, there is... And and that's the story of like every single woman mm-hmm. who is who's been in our situation yeah. and and deals with this every day. I mean, it's the amount of like not, I mean like obviously like just the amount of like vulgar catcalls I've gotten. Mm-hmm. Like I've gotten like very specified like I want to pull you close to my body. Like someone has told me that this year. Like oh my god, that's disgusting. I the amount of like not even just whistles because whistles is like just like the beginning. Like mm-hmm. and yeah, the amount of catcalling and sexual harassment and street harassment and vulgar vulgar street harassment mm-hmm. is just so repulsive and disgusting yeah. and we need to talk about it more. Mm-hmm. 
I've seen like videos where um people are ask, like people go around and ask people who do cat call people like why are you doing this yes, and they're like oh well the she's asking for it yes. like yes. she's she's wearing this short skirt so she's obviously asking for yes. it but like in so many of those events you're not wearing anything that would be considered um provocative and I'm doing yeah. like air quotes here yeah um uh, but this is yeah so mm-hmm. you are not wearing anything that would be considered provocative. You're not showing a lot of skin. I was like wearing my long raincoat yeah. and just like baggy jeans. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And it's not anything to do with like what you're wearing. It's yeah. a, it's just Never everything to fault. do with Never the fact that you are a woman and that's like the only reason that a they, woman in America. Yeah, a woman in America 2019 um, like this is Yeah. This is it's never your fault. Never, never ever ever, ever. <laughs> um yeah yeah I think I think on that note we've sort of said everything we want to say is there anything you want to include here um not really I feel like we could no. go on with, uh, like this for hours I could talk about this forever um bro like if yeah also like if you are listening to this episode and you're feeling feeling any kind of feels please swipe into my dms swipe into caroline's dms I'll be linking her social media below and definitely talk to us and reach out because I'm really curious to hear everyone's um reaction I guess Mm -hmm. to this episode um and thoughts if you have any um if this has ever happened to you um but yeah I think I think talking with my friends actually though like the few times I have actually brought it up I think I've I've more like I think I've had more experiences with this than other people. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think, statistically speaking, like, many 14-year-old girls have called the police because of yeah. sexual harassment <laughs> issues. Um, but I, I do know, like, my friend, um, who's, who's not white, has had quite a few, like, racial and sexual... Um, yeah, that's just... That's... Like horrible. Oh my god, just the creativity of these misogynists. <laughs> Attacked on like multiple fronts just oh. because of like stuff that you can't change and stuff that you should be able to be proud of. Yeah. But like I used to have like really short hair and so yeah. I thought myself and people would always think I was like a guy mm-hmm. and um, I thought myself as lucky so I was like in sixth grade when I first learned like what harassment was which yeah. is way too late to learn about <laughs> it by the way. But like I thought of myself as lucky because I was like, well, if th- people think I'm a guy, maybe I won't get harassed as much. But, like, I should be able to be proud of the fact that I'm a woman. I shouldn't have to, yeah. like, feel lucky because people misgender me. Oh, my God. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I also read this. <laughs> I read this other thing on Instagram. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. But anyway, I, I saw this other post on Instagram, too. And the person, they were like, oh, like, when saying no doesn't work but saying I have a boyfriend does Mm -hmm. it just shows that men have more respect for other men than they do for women or like they like they have more respect for Mm -hmm. yeah it's just it's so yeah it's just so oh Mm -hmm. maddening 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 so yeah I think that was kind of all we wanted to say Mm -hmm. um sorry this is like a really long episode (laughs) but yeah, I really wanted to get this out and just to talk about it because I really wish people talked about their sexual harassment and obviously sexual assault I think is different and fully understandable why it's harder to talk about. Mm-hmm. But like just street harassment, it's so common. Mm-hmm. And 
I think it's so, so important to talk about. Yeah, definitely. All right. Um, so thanks for listening all the way to the end. Um, we're also going to be dropping another episode, the episode we are going to record um, next week. So stay tuned for that. You'll get more Caroline. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, have a good rest of your week. This is your last full week before Thanksgiving break. Push through. You got this. Um, yeah. Yep. Bye. <laughs>